So what happens when you leave your comfort zone to move to another country? You're forced to interact with a different culture, a new language, unique ways of life you might not be used to. Well, thousands of people participate in international exchange programs every year, and they create experiences that literally change their lives and leave a deep impression on the people that they encounter along the way. You're listening to 2233, a podcast of exchange stories. It was just a reminder that love is, for me, the most powerful force in the universe. So regardless of what a person uh, believes in or how they understand the divine, as long as you have love at the forefront, then you can truly become a learned person. This week, a 30-hour train ride through India, solo, swimming in the Ganges, and trusting one's heart knowledge. On this episode, we take a journey from Illinois to India to help define the word love. It's 2233. We operate under a presidential mandate which says that we report what happens in the United States, warts and all. These exchanges shaped who I am. That's what we call cultural exchange. When you get to know these people, they're not quite like you. You read about them. They are people very much like ourselves. And that it was possible to create... Oh, that's what we call cultural exchange. I'd like to start this out with a poem, one of my favorite poems by Kabir, and it touches my heart. It goes, Pothi pari pari jagmua pandit bhayanakoi, dhai akshar premka pare so pandit hoy. So the way that a poem translates is reading book after book, the whole world died and no one became learned. Just read and understand the word love and then you become learned. So to me, that really captures a lot of my experience. Prior to going to India for this most recent time, I had been three times prior. I focused a lot on the book knowledge and I had some emphasis on the heart knowledge, but this last time in particular, was a really big emphasis with the heart knowledge. My name is Benjamin Simington. I'm from Matson, Illinois. I went to Carthage College. I was a Fulbright student researcher from 2015 to 2016. I was based in Varanasi, India. My research is focused on Kabir. Kabir was a medieval Indian mystic and poet, and I focused on how Kabir is remembered by his contemporary sect, the Kabir Panth. So 
So I had opportunity to take a 27 hour train ride to go to Ujjain, uh, one of the most famous uh, holy cities in North India. So there's uh, a famous festival that happens every four years called the Kumbha Mela. It's said to be the world's largest religious gathering. So the sadhus, which are monks, uh, were going there for this festival. And I had the chance to go too. So I get on this train ride. I missed the train in turn the train that the other sados were taking. So I'm by myself on this train for pretty much 27 hours. Some of the things was you know, some of the people kind of passing through and kind of hearing like you know hearing people say you know biscuit biscuit chai chai. You know it's very sing song in the rhythms of the you know, people chop chop you know alu chop tomato chop chai chai. So just hearing all these different things. You know not only um, not only was kind of fun to hear but made me really hungry you know so i was glad i had some food and i was able to eat and just really in terms of sitting on the train for that long i was in a non-ac so in my experience some some of the times when i've been in non-ac cars I've had way you know better conversations with people you know they ask you know where i'm from and when i start speaking hindi people are really surprised because i'm not indian uh you know i'm african-american person so just talking about my experiences in hindi with them was really cool and when i talk to them about kabir and i'm able to quote these different poems it was just really interesting kind of sharing these experiences with them But I had the rickshaw take me to the site. And when I get there, you know, I'm with the Sarus and everybody greets me really happily. You know, every night we were there was really amazing because we were all sleeping uh, under the stars. So in terms of this small building, the head of the religious order was sleeping inside and I was on the roof. My feet were sticking out from under this mosquito net. But every night around us, there are all these bhajans, which are these sacred hymns. So you heard things like Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, and Ram, 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 Ram. So these are different names of God in Hinduism. You just hear in these being chanted and sung around you all the time and all these sort of lights and all this sort of festivity so going to sleep with that every night on the roof was just a really special experience and during the day you know i would listen to these different religious discourses so there are just all these tents with all these different saints and sages and sadhus, some good alliteration, uh, but all these, you know, great mystics and gr different figures uh, from Hindu traditions and monotheistic and polytheistic, pantheistic Hindu traditions. So with Hinduism, it's everything in the kitchen sink. You can have people who are monotheistic, people who have image worship, don't have image worship. So it was just fascinating seeing that whole range of uh, sort of religious and spiritual expression. One day, uh, there was one of the pilgrims who was with us. He told me that he wanted to go to the river and he wanted to take me with him. So this is the Kshipra River, Kshipra Nadi. It's a very sacred river uh, in Indian religious thought. And the idea is that if you essentially bathe in this river, your previous sins from like, you know, innumerable lives will be cleansed. So, you know, I'm walking up to the water. I'm kind of nervous because I hadn't bathed in the water before. We're kind of setting the, our main clothes by the side of the river. I put off my glasses. You know, I'm nervous. I'm walking up to the water, walking up to the water. And then I step in and the water just feels amazing. I go in, I do seven dips like he did. I kind of raise my hands in a sort of uh, prayer pose, you know, to the sun and just really making the most 
of this experience. And the water was so good that I thought I was just gonna do the ritual and sort of hop back out. But by the time that I was finished doing the ritual, I'm kind of back stroking in the water, kind of looking at what's going on, looking at the temples, looking at people coming in and out of the water, you know, and it was just, it was an amazing experience. Later that day, I went with some of the monks to the Sadhu, Sadhus to the Mahakaleshwar Temple. So the Mahakaleshwar Temple uh, is one of the most famous temples in India. There's a group of temples called the Jyotirling. So there's this idea that these sacred um, sites, there's a different interpenetration between the realms, between the earthly realm and other terrestrial realms. So being there, being in this huge temple with all these Sadhus, you know, being in this long queue and this long line for about 30 minutes, it's just really exciting. I was talking to them. We we're talking about, you know, being exciting to go see. It'll be really exciting to see this. And when we get up to the temple, you know, it's just really beautiful. It's so fancy and so, you know, uh, high tech to the point that we see a flat screen with the actual image of the actual, uh, you know, the idol or the sort of sacred, uh, sacred, you know, structure, sacred building. Uh, small kind of uh, idol there but we go inside there and it's you know it's amazing we see he p hear people singing it you know kind of going up to this image and it's just it's just a really powerful experience and later that day when we had dinner we had this kind of phenomenal dinner we're all sitting on the ground people are you know laughing talking i'm talking in hindi about different things you know Seho, where are you from oh my chicago saying i'm from chicago and just really explaining all these different things so it was one of my favorite days um, in India and really just enjoyed uh, that interaction, those interactions. I guess I would just really say uh, one of the biggest things, like I said, with that kind of book knowledge versus love was, you know, those interactions with the sadhus and just experiencing not only that religious community, but visiting, you know, mosques, visiting Sikh temples, Hindu, Hindu temples and things of that nature. It was just a reminder that love is, for me, the most powerful force in the universe. So regardless of what a person uh, believes in or how they understand the divine, as long as you have love at the forefront, then you can truly become a learned person. Christopher Wurst, director of the Collaboratory, an initiative within the U.S. State Department's Bureau of Educational and Cultural Affairs, or better known as ECA. 2233 is named for Title 22, Chapter 33 of the U.S. Code, the statute that created ECA. Our stories come from the participants of U.S. government-funded international exchange programs. In this episode, Ben Symington tells us about his experiences as part of ECA's Fulbright U.S. Scholar Program, which sends American scholars, artists, academics, and professionals overseas to teach and conduct research. For more about ECA exchange programs, check out eca.state.gov. We also encourage you to subscribe to 2233. 
You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. And we'd love to hear from you. Write to us at ecacollaboratory at state.gov. That's E-C-A-C-O-L-L-A-B-O-R-A-T-O-R-Y, and that is a mouthful, at state.gov. Special thanks this week goes to Benjamin Symington for sharing his stories and literally helping us to spread the love. I did the interview with Ben. I also edited this episode. Featured music during Ben's segment was called Ginsburg by Bandu, Shakirtan, and Friend. Until next time.